It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I am just so very grateful for each one of you listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the podcast as you are in for another amazing show as I have my returning diva, Kate Nelligan, with me. And her and I are going to chat about horse bonding activities. Oh, wow. Is this going to touch a lot of horse lovers' lives and many others, too, I am sure. So, Kate, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Yeah, thank you. I am an equine-partnered life and business coach, which essentially means I partner horses and goats with humans for personal and professional development and transformation. Oh, wow. Oh, then this topic is just going to fall right in to what you do so much in your daily life, Kate, on horse bonding activities. I just... I just think it's incredible. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me. I know you always love talking about horses, so I'm excited. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> they are truly my passion, one of my passions. This is true. All all animals and horses fall. Horses are right up there at the top. I just love them. So, and your experiences and with your coaching and your partnering with the horses, what what are some bonding activities that you maybe even use in your practice in helping clients bond with the horses? Yeah, so essentially my work and, and many others in this kind of what we call EAL space, equine assisted learning, is groundwork activities um, and I kind of work two ways. I work also as an animal communicator and healer, so I'll work with humans and their horses to help them strengthen their bonds and not riding base, not not mounted work, um, but all mm-hmm. on the ground and different from horsemanship. It's really about the emotional connection or the spiritual connection we have with our horses rather than, you know, just the physical or regular type training. And then in addition, I'll also work with um, often women, but, you know, women, men and children on they're them increasing their bond with themselves, but with and through the power of the horse. So mm-hmm. they may not necessarily have horse experience, but they're learning about what relationship is from being with a horse and, and growing a bond with a horse because then they can transfer that to other relationships in their lives. Oh, yes, yes. So when they bond with the horse, it also teaches them other bonding activities how to get along in their social world or in their family world. In a lot of different ways, it teaches them bonding activities. Oh, I love that. They can carry it right on into the rest of their life, too, even if they're not partnered with a horse or have a horse in their life. So, Oh, how beautiful. Well, I 
I just love that and being on the emotional and spiritual side and not just what normally, what a lot of times come to people's mind when they think of bonding with a horse is the riding experience. And there's so many other ways to bond with them. That's what I truly love also is the emotional and spiritual side of it all on the bonding. Yes, and what's interesting is there's been, at least that I've seen in recent years, kind of a movement. There's a Facebook group around non-ridden horses or non-ridden equestrians. And a lot of horses that I see may be in, like, their last chapter or they've had some physical issues um, or they're, you know, off the track and they're not necessarily going to go into riding disciplines like, you know, Western disciplines or English And so I know that people are often looking for activities and things they can do with their horse to, you know, connect them. I found recently, I've done a lot of animal communication uh, sessions recently where that's the biggest question I'm being asked right now is what else can I do and how do I grow this bond? Because they have their riding lessons potentially or they're connecting with a new horse that they just adopted or purchased. So they're looking for how do I grow that that bond? And so I have a bunch of ideas, which I'm excited to share. But I'm curious from you, Joyce, how do you bond with your horses? What are some of your favorite ways that you connect with them? Oh, my. Well, there there are numerous ones. And just being present, being in the moment with them, being out there with them and not thinking about all the other things that are happening in the world, just being with them at that very moment. And this is something that they have personally taught me, is to live in the moment and be in that moment and enjoy every bit of that moment. And that is one way that I bond with them. And leave leave your cell phone off or don't even take it with you because a lot of times I have found if the cell phone rings or there's an interruption, you answer it, they'll walk away. They're like, nope. I don't need that in my life. I need you to be right there with me. And just just being with them, just, I just love to hug on them and just, just talk to them and sometimes not even talk to them. Just stand beside them or just be with them wherever they're at and just enjoy them. And it kind of brings in, I did, I asked my horses last night because I said we were doing a horse bonding activity. I said, what would you like for me to share? And, of course, they said to be in the moment with no cell phones. And my older 27-year-old horse that has taught me so to live in the moment said, come with no agenda. Just Mm. come to us and just enjoy us. And another one said to just sit or lay with us. And one of the other ones that... And he has taught me a lot of patience. He said, come with patience. No, don't come in a hurry. Just come with patience. That we may be together 10 minutes. We may be together an hour. We'll just spend time together, but come with the patience. And just, my mayor even said, just let's just listen to each other breathe. Where we don't even have to say anything. We're just together and just basically enjoying one another and feeling each other. Uh, those were some of the things, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I just love them all because they're, they're so much of how I love to just be with them. So those are some of the ideas shared from me and my horses. <laughs> I love it. 
Thank you for asking them for this. I love that you did that. That's awesome. And they all got a voice, which I'm a huge fan of them having a voice, right? So, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, yes. It's so funny because when I was preparing for this, too, I the one of the very first things that came in was no cell phones. <laughs> I got the same mm-hmm. thing. No cell phones. And, I mean, they literally will – I think they're okay with, like, cell phones for photos. They seem, at least one of mm-hmm. mine loves to have her photo taken. But they right. don't want us to be distracted at all, as you said, mm-hmm. being present. And the thing is, when we're really present with horses and in nature, and especially I like to sit on the ground a lot because I, I always need grounding. And I think with all the yes. technology today, we all need grounding. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that they that's when we can receive the most from them. That's when we can receive the energy work that they're doing and being. That's when we can start to open up our ability to hear them or feel them or sense them from a communication perspective. That's when we can get ideas. Like I was just mindfully grooming, which is one of my activities, like mindfully groom, not groom to get a horse clean, but mindfully groom a horse. That I was doing that yesterday and I was, my horse Salita started to be like, hey, you don't have to go to the humans for that or this. Like, why don't you just come and I'll talk to you about it? And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. like I hadn't thought about that before. (laughs) You know, she was like, I want to do some workshops. Like, and I'm like, oh, like, of course. Like, why would I think I had to do that by myself? Right? Like, of course Mm -hmm. I'm in Mm -hmm. collaboration with my horses. So my first thing with an activity is very much what you said. Like, First, to sit with them, you know, however you feel safe in a chair or, um, you know, on the ground and, and or just standing and open up your body so that you're receiving so your your legs and arms aren't crossed, there's, there's no technology disruption, um, and just start to receive and breathe with them. You can have your eyes open or closed. I find soft gazes work really well with them. Um, so, and then just, just be see what comes forward. And it can take a while for that monkey mind to slow down, but when we come into the the zone of horses and their energy fields, we can match them easily. It can it can you know, there's a lot of research now obviously from heart math around the coherence and everything else that happens when we're with them. So that's like my one oh one activity. But what's amazing is that so many people feel like they can't do that. I've I've coached a lot of people and I'm like, that's your first step and they're like, I can't do that. And so before we even do that, we have to address that mindset that there isn't enough time, right? <laughs> or mm-hmm. um, there it's uncomfortable or intimate or vulnerable or whatever the story is i've even had people be like people are going to look at me funny and i'm like oh people have definitely looked at me funny at barns (laughs) where i'm just hanging out with my horses but all of those are then practices to not you know care as much what people think to know that we can carve out time for relaxation and calm and pleasure for our nervous systems so there's, you know, just sitting with them can be a huge spiritual awakening because a lot of people, myself included, like I just went and wrote, you know, or I thought I had to exercise a horse and lunge all, you know, and like that's where mm-hmm. I came from. So to stop mm-hmm. and do nothing was hugely transformational. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I hear you because growing up it was always, it was riding them. I still loved to be around them and just be with them, but it was. I could 
go ride them and do different things with that. And yeah, that's a good way to bond too. But spiritually, I feel you bond so much more when you just you just come in to with them into the moment with them. And like you were saying, to have to come with time, and that's kind of what my one said: come with patience and no agenda. Don't we have to do this or we have to do this today or we're going to do this. I know one day I was combing on my mare and, and she says, why don't you brush me rather? It was like, oh, okay, you're you're not in the mood for the comb today. Let, let's do something else. So I came with my own agenda and she wanted something a little bit different. I mean, it wasn't major, but it's just kind of an example that they they have their feelings too and they can share them with you if you open up and let them share on how they want to connect with you also. So it is, it is beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're listening and you're so open. And a lot of where that people are like, oh, I can't get there. I don't know how to do that. Or, you know, I've had people even recently tell me that they're jealous of, of my gifts. And I'm like, I hear you. And thank you for your honesty. And <laughs> like all this is for me is day after day of devoted time and energy to being with them. And luckily I had a mare that kind of shook me up, uh, you know, in a very beautiful, stern way um, where she, and she was patient with me, where she would, you know, I would go do liberty and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this and this. I'm like, That's my personality, right? And she's like, whoa. <laughs> she's like, drop the agenda. Like very similar to what your horse said. Um, drop the agenda. And then I was like, oh, and it was really like for them, they love to live in these spaces of joy and peace. So any activities that increase that is mutually beneficial, right? And a place where mm-hmm. they'll join us. Um, and, you know, it's, it doesn't mean that we always have to be in that space, but we have to admit when we're not and be willing to shift into those spaces. So I found even just opening my arms and, laying them by my the side of my body and creating a receptive pose is a way that a horse can then come in and to to drop like the fear that you know yeah they might touch us with their noses or they might get really close to us they might turn their behind to us and to just be curious about that and not mm-hmm. assume that we know what that is a lot of us in the horse world have been trained to think oh that's this or that's this because we were told that but we've never really asked the horse hey why are you turning your behind to me oh you're trying to help me ground oh mm-hmm. okay right like we just assume that we know so much and so it really is a humble approach is what i hear you saying too about patience and no mm-hmm. agenda um, it's really being humble, but you know, the second step I say to to folks is to bring a journal. After you've spent some time just sitting and doing nothing, bring a journal and just see. Like, ask them if there's anything they want to share, and don't judge what's coming through. It could be coming through from them. It could be coming through from your guides. It could just be your imagination. But that's the doorway to intuition. So I think it's really important to just you know then bring a journal and see what comes forward from the horse's sharing. Oh, yes. Oh, I agree because that's, I always, I think too, I think, oh my, I'm going to write all this down as it's coming in. And it just, it just helps because I, they want you to understand them too as much as we want to understand them and understand where they're coming from. Because I, the one, my 
big bay horse that said, uh, come with patience. And he has taught me patience because it's taken him a lot of patience and me a lot of patience that we could bond together like that. Because he came with, he had come with some really rough handling and he had to gain that trust in me and I have to gain the trust in him. And so, yeah, it's, it is amazing how you can just just kind of step back and see what they're trying to do because he likes to he likes to not nibble but he just he'll he'll put his mouth up to you and a lot of people are going oh no he's going to bite and he's not I mean he never has I'm not saying he wouldn't maybe if he was in a fear mode he would but uh, it's just trusting him that that is his way of showing some affection and seeing if you are trusting him because he's got to make sure that you're on the trusting end also before he can give out that trust back. So I've learned that a lot from him. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I really hear you saying it's a two-way street. And and it's, since you've mm-hmm. mentioned patience, um, I'm just going to – I'll read just briefly. I have the Awakening with Equines card deck out now, and that's one of the qualities. It's one of the cards is patience. And there's 40 different cards, and they each have a different exercise. So I'll read the one for patience. Um, <laughs> but what the horses said I, – I first channeled the horses in the booklet. Then I wrote my little coaching on the word and the quality, and then I put an activity in. So with patience, I'll just read the horse part. But what they said is when learning a new skill – we need your patience. You'll need yours as well. We see you getting frustrated, but it's not the kind response. Just breathe more. We will help remind you to breathe. We'll eventually figure it out, and so will you. It will go easier and faster if you breathe and smile along the way. So them, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and one of the qualities that I – so I have this Icelandic mare that I used to ride, trail ride in, in California in the Los Angeles area, and then we did a lot of equine coaching work together. And she was she's a super patient horse. Like a lot of the Icelandics I think can be, but she was just like, I mean, just incredible patience. So I did the card after her. And what I also started to do in early days of my career, just because my first mentor did it, was we were painting on horses. And we always mm-hmm. use non-toxic paint. Um, and it's washable. And you, you know, wash it off right after. But And she would tie the horses. I don't. I let them be at liberty so that they can move away. Mm-hmm. But it's a great exercise in, pa- in patience. So that's what I put in here is, you know, to, to purchase that paint and brushes, ask a horse if he or she would like to be painted at liberty. And notice that as you grow your patience, so do they make it a meditative experience as you slow down the brush strokes and wait if a horse walks away as they need to have a choice wash away the paint afterwards and practice the art of letting go so painting is both a creative expression but it's also an expression in patience like will a horse how patient is the horse being with you, right? And how much do they enjoy it? And I'll preface this activity with saying not all horses want to be painted, not all horses like it, but I have found that some really love it and they Mm -hmm. find it meditative and they find it a unifying experience. So know your horse, right? And try this before you try this with a client. Um, But I know a lot of folks in the EAL and EAP world do this and it is really a beautiful 
um, experiment, you know, of patience and art and creativity and connection. Oh, oh, I love that. I absolutely love that with patience and doing the painting on them. Oh, how neat. And like you said, some some love it and some are like, no, probably not going to be for me. And that's fine. To me, that is their choice. If they would, if they enjoy it, you're both going to enjoy it. And if it's something that they're not really into, that's fine too. And speaking of patience, it kind of reminds me of a young horse also because my adopted daughter was working with a young horse and she became partnered with her. And the horse told me, says, my biggest fear is that I won't be able to learn quickly what she wants me to learn, to please have patience till I can Mm. understand what what she is needing from me. Because I want to please, but sometimes I don't understand it right away. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is so heart-touching because they, they, so they come to please and they want to please, but sometimes they just, they don't understand it. And rather than getting harsh with them, just give them some patience, and especially Correct. a young one because they're, they're trying to learn. But I thought that was so neat. And I told her that and she goes, oh my goodness, I'll always have patience with him. <laughs> Aww. Well, and what I love is that when a kiddo, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for sharing that with a kiddo, like with, you know, because they're, then they learn to apply that to other people and other places, mm-hmm. right? And like mm-hmm. one of the painting activities I did once was with a kid who, he was actually the bully at school. He wasn't being bullied. He was doing, and it was because there was a divorce going on in the family and he needed mm-hmm. a healthy form of expression. But we talked about, like, what would it be like to create connection through art and doing an activity together rather than, you know, pushing things away just because we're angry or upset, right? So I think there is something really beautiful in, like, this quality that we're talking about a lot today. And I think sometimes equestrians, myself included in the past, would be like, oh, my God, I want to do this and this and this, and we have all these ideas and all these goals. And the thing is, horse time is different from human time right? Mm-hmm. Course time is slow. I mean, they are often in meditative states. They're in their parasympathetic nervous system. You know, they're in a very different dynamic than we are. And we have to really like adjust to that rather than always expecting them to adjust to our schedule, you know. And I know sometimes, especially like when I worked you know, a full corporate job and I have clients that do, you don't have as much barn time as you want. So be patient with yourself and know that things can take time. I didn't ride my horse for eight months when I got her, which in the old me never would have done. I would have rode her on day one or day two, right? And like I waited long for our bond to get so strong that one of the first times I rode her, I was able to mount her from the ground while she was laying down and ride her completely tactless, no bridle, no no nothing, because the trust was there, right? But it took a while to build that, you know what I mean? Like, it just took a while. And she's not a horse that gives trust right away like you're gelding. Like, there's, they need, you know, you got to earn it. And some of them, Mm -hmm. you know, will give it to you right away. But it's like they're all individuals, so we have to really take the time. So I have a hard time sometimes with the Mustang makeover things that are like 18 days or whatever, two weeks. I'm like, "Mm, that's impressive, but, like, is that horse just doing that through dominance and submission because they're a prey animal Mm -hmm. rather than actually through partnership? And I think both exist in that world, but I think, um, like, our timelines just to impress 
the world or have an ego filled a little bit. We have to really realize that they're in a different time than we are and to, to, to do our best to kind of either be in their time or to meet in the middle and to find a way, you know. And, um, yeah, I I mean, I have to be with my horses every day. Otherwise, you know, it's, the, the bond changes. It just changes, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I totally understand. I, yes, I have to be out there and be with them all the time and each day. I mean, I'm feeding them twice a day and being with them and just just feeling their energy. Sometimes that's what it just takes to get me get me going and get me like, oh my goodness, their their energy just vibrates off and it's just such a such a loving energy that comes from them. And I just and the trust that you talked about, like with your mayor building that trust over eight months time. And look how beautiful it was. And I think in myself, now could you have experienced that beauty if you had not taken the time, if you had had more of an agenda and said, oh, wait, I, I've got to get on her right away. You, The trust level and the beauty that you two shared on that time when you got on like that, oh, that that would have just been such a heartwarming experience. I could, I can only imagine how beautiful that was. <laughs> It was something I'd wanted since I was a kid and honestly never thought it would happen. And so it was, like, significant for me. And I was still a little nervous and, like, I had never done anything like that. But there was just so much trust. It was actually on New Year's Day, so it was really this beautiful marker of, like, a new beginning, you know. So it was cool. But I, I my suggestion for the listeners is that, you know, first write down all the things you do want to experience with your horse. Write them down, jot them down, and then look at the ones that potentially will be, you know, maybe easier to start with. Show the list to your horse. See what they suggest as the first piece and go from there. And then, you know, don't take the timeline off um, and then break it down into chunks and baby steps. Like what would it actually take? You know, it took me being able to sit on the ground near her obviously before I could walk Mm -hmm. up to her while she's on the ground. And then it took, you know, me standing above her. And then it took, you know, so it was definitely still incremental. So the activities are important to chunk down. I saw Temple Grandin speak this week, and that's what she spoke about, like chunk down your bigger goals into smaller steps. And so, you know, whatever it may be, yoga on the back of a horse, start on the ground first, you know, and and then build your way up to some poses and see how they do with you moving around on their back like that right so that's my oh, I love it. that is a great tip well Kate gone so quickly which I knew it would because you and I could talk for hours about this there's so many we just touched on very few of the way to bond and I just loved it so as we start to close would you please share with our listeners how they may connect with you when they hear this video and say oh man Kate's the one I want to work with, I want to chat with, how is the best way to connect with you, Kate? Yeah, thank you. I definitely would say through my website, katenelligan.com, which is one L, and uh, the group on Facebook is Awakening with Equines, um, and my social handles are Kate Nelligan Equine Coach, and this Awakening with Equines card deck is available now for purchase, and it has the booklet with the 40 activities and the 40 cards. It comes in a, a beautiful embroidered bag, and the artist, Nika Ware, is phenomenal uh, depicting 
human horse connection. So that's there as well. And um, yeah, I would love to help you with your horse, whether it's through, and I do a lot remotely and I do work in person as well. I'm based out, outside of Boulder, Colorado, um, but I travel. I, I do a lot of these sessions actually when I'm in Los Angeles because I find they're really open and excited about this kind of work. And I just hope the world opens to it. You don't have to necessarily send your horse away to a trainer. There's ways that you yourself can do things, um, you know, day in and day out with your horse to grow the bond. Oh, oh, thank you. How beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. And Kate, thank you so much for being my guest. And I, the listeners have another one to look forward to in April when we chat again about another very amazing topic. So thank you so much, Kate. And you and your horses have a magical day today. Thank you, you too. Thank you. And I would love to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely incredible show with my amazing returning diva, Kate Nelligan. Please, please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other shows and their hosts with their hosts on divasatcare.com. And remember, take your goals into smaller steps and work with that patience and trust with your horse and with others too. And remember, have a magical day. Be kind to all. Give your animals a great big hug and share your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyle. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.